We have hit a point in our podcast where I'd like to open up the box. I mean, there's obviously Lean and Six Sigma, Operational Excellence, or any kind of continuous improvement. I, I feel that our listeners can or have more content or contributions to provide us and maybe even enlighten some of the listeners on how they feel about certain topics, just not what we think about those things. So if we could get a brave soul willing to come on the podcast, would love to hear of unique ways that people have used maybe a different tool, best practice, or even better, a lesson learned from maybe a poor execution of a tool. Go to our website, www.esuccess-methods.com. Click on the button that says call for content. Let us know what you'd like to share. Welcome to the eSuccess Methods Podcast with Jacob and Aaron, your weekly dose of tips and tricks to achieve excellent performance in your business and career. Join us as we explore deeper into the practical worlds of Lean, Six Sigma, project management, and design thinking. In this episode number 176, we ask, are you climbing up? And discuss salary trends in the Lean Six Sigma field, as well as a review of Aaron's own salary history, adjusted for cost of living. Spoiler, I wasn't always climbing up. If you're just tuning in for the first time, find all our back episodes on our podcast, Table of Contents, at esuccess-methods.com. If you like this episode, be sure to click the like link in the show notes. It's easy, just tap our logo, click, and you're done. Tap, click, done. Here we go. Hi everyone, this is Aaron. It'll be just me this week. This week I thought we'd talk about this idea of are you climbing up? It is in regards to your salary. And this episode I have an excerpt from my upcoming book, Beyond the Classroom, is Lean Six Sigma right for me? And it shows a partial analysis of salary trends by Lean Six Sigma certification. And this is part of a more detailed analysis that it was comparing the years between 2000 and 2016. The source for these surveys is Quality Progress uh, between 2000 and 2016, which is uh, the American Society for Quality. Now, the focus of all of these survey trends analysis is only in the U.S., uh, and for this episode, it's just going to really focus on Greenbelt certification compared to no Greenbelt certification. If you'd like to know more about the details of salary trends of other certifications, Master Black Belt or Black Belt, uh, that will be available for purchase. You can find the link in the show notes. For now, let's just get back to, in a snapshot, what do Lean Six Sigma salary annual salaries look like? So according to surveys, topping off the list, of course, is Lean Six Sigma Master Black Belt, earn an average of $128,000 US dollars, um, and that is over the course of 2014 and 2016. So that's really an average of the last three years. Trailing by black belts at $103,000 and green belts at an average of $91,000. And survey respondents with no certification, and this is important, showed a annual average salary of $82,000. So uh, the absolute value may not be as important, but the, the delta between the different certifications may be something to consider if you are considering a career in Lean and Six Sigma. By the way, this episode has many graphs in the show notes, so you want to take a look and you want to review these graphs on the website as well. So what is the difference, though? I mean, the salary is clearly different, but what is the difference in the expectation or the training requirement for each one? So let's start with Greenbelt. Well, obviously, no cert, that's just a regular job. So let's say the no cert is basically your do-nothing option. However, there is this idea of Greenbelt. So Greenbelt is typically two weeks worth of training over the course of two months, and that's basically 80 hours. Some trainers can cram it to a five to six long days worth. Um, if you are looking at a training that is five to six days or 
basically one week's worth of training, just know that there is a considerable amount of material that has been removed from that training and the typical training is roughly two weeks. Uh, prices can range from 1500 to 6000 depending on the quality. Some of them are only geared to identify, uh, to help you pass a certification exam and not necessarily become a practitioner of Lean Six Sigma. Obviously, those that are geared to just pass the, the exam are much cheaper. Uh, they're not really training, they're just test, they're just test preparation. The curriculum would include the Domaic Framework uh, statistical process control, capability, measurement system analysis, basic problem solving skills, lean practices, and maybe some inferential statistics in your more advanced, more traditional Greenbelt training. Uh, certification criteria can vary quite a bit. Some is just an exam. Uh, some are project-based, so you can sort of either be, be an exam or be certified by leading a project and demonstrating the use of the tools and um, sometimes you can be certified by being part of a larger black belt project if you are, say, an assistant project manager or assistant tool user in that project. Green belts are often coached by experienced black belts or master black belts, and those are usually the person who decides if you're doing a project-based certification. Those are usually the people who decide whether or not you've achieved enough mastery of, those, of the tools at the green belt level to receive green belt certification. So that's green belt. Now black belt is four to five weeks worth of training over the course of four to five months. Usually it's a one week per month for four to five consecutive consecutive months. Uh, sometimes it can be extended if if some programs are including uh, design for Six Sigma or or some other new methodology that's as an addendum. The typical Demaic takes four weeks. If you add in lean, sometimes it can add an extra week. Uh, but if you also add in design. And uh, you're looking maybe at four to five weeks. Now, there are some providers out there who have developed a Greenbelt Plus approach to training, giving the Greenbelt basics and building upon that in two to three weeks to achieve Black Belt. So basically, you take Greenbelt, you're getting the basics during that time, and then Black Belt is just an additional two weeks on top of that. Some programs are designed that way. Uh, I've seen it both ways. My preference is Greenbelt and Black Belt be treated separately, but, but there are some programs that will do two plus two uh, in the way that they train. Prices can range anywhere between 6000 and 17000 depending on quality. Some train, again, only to pass the exam, which is much cheaper, uh, and it's only test preparation. Curriculum includes all the, all the Greenbelt basics, plus some advanced problem-solving tools, deeper statistical analysis, team leadership, project management fundamentals, some presentation skills, some of the more soft skills that a black belt may need to improve upon because a black belt is typically going to give public presentations to leadership within the company. Uh, also included will be advanced lean topics, multiple regression, design of experiments, optimization, non-parametric inferential statistics, and data transformations, which is used for if you have a situation where you are using non-normal data. Certification criteria can vary. Again, some are exam-based, some project-based, and some exams, if you take them, you have to agree a test that you or show proof of that you've done two projects prior to taking the exam. There is some amount of commonality, but uh, requirements certainly can vary. So, so certifying by leading two projects, demonstrating the use of the tools, 
and usually have to show significant financial savings, some around the level of $100,000 per project. That's annual savings. So obviously that can vary quite a bit. Um, and some organizations require a two-year commitment before certification is awarded. So if you are part of a black belt rotation within your company, they expect you to do at least two projects successfully uh, and stay within the program for two years. And by the way, if you are in a program for two years, you actually should be completing uh, between five and eight projects during that time. Um, but two of them will be used towards your certification. Black belts are usually coached by an experienced master black belt. Some companies will implement the idea of a senior black belt or black belt buddy as uh, sort of peer coaches as well for new candidates. Then master black belt, you must be an experienced black belt, plus you'll receive an additional two to three more weeks of training. In addition to the cost of black belt training, prices can range another 5,000 to 10,000, depending on the quality and extent of the necessary training. The training is often based on the practical needs of the program with, with, within whichever business you are part of. So it is more customized by the business, but can include train the trainer. It's a training for the master black belt who's expected to give training. It's training you how to train. Uh, advanced presentation skills, advanced design, optimization, basic reliability program and portfolio management. Often you own the program as the master black belt and the black belt projects all roll up to your portfolio uh, and advanced leadership. Certification criteria also can vary. Some are exam-based, but mostly project-based and it's mostly depending on whatever your company says is required for master black belt certification. So there are, but there are some who certify by test, but only after you've submitted a portfolio for review and demonstrate you've been working as a master black belt already. Then another $2,500 or more just to take the exam. But most often, most common, black belt certification is required plus completion of larger organizational projects, successful delivery of training, meaning training up black belts and or green belts, and completing your own custom master black belt training that is required, that is required by your company. And also, some sort of contribution to the Lean Six Sigma body of knowledge, I can say for, for myself, being published was required for my Master Black Belt certification. Uh, MBBs are usually coached by senior executives and top level, usually at the vice president level. You are listening to E6S Methods Podcast, brought to you by E6S Industries. Join us on our website at www.e6s-methods.com. Journey through success. Are you tired of hearing our commercials? Wouldn't you rather hear your own? Buy a one-minute spot to reach hundreds of listeners each week on Stitcher Radio and iTunes. Showcase your product, market your service, or maybe even reach out to a potential employer in a truly creative and unique way. Contact us through our website for more details, www.esuccess-methods.com. Journey through success. So let's talk about salaries trending over time. So between 2000 and 2016, let's concentrate on Greenbelt. Greenbelt salaries rose from $65,000 in 2000 to $93,000 in 2016, while non-certified respondent salaries rose from 58 to only $82,000. 
So both salaries are rising based off over time. Now, unfortunately, what this this can be very misleading as the survey providers do not account for changes in the cost of living. And the fact that all salaries are on the rise is an indicator that year to year costs are changing. Uh, the only clear distinction from the graphs that are here is that Greenbelt's certificate certified Greenbelt's generally earn between five to ten thousand U.S. dollars more than non-certified respondents. And the Greenbelt salary trend seems to rise faster than non-certified respondents. Again, if you're looking at the website, you'll be able to see this for yourself on the graph. So the gap is increasing. As I said before, if you want a full salary trend analysis, it is available for purchase. Just go ahead and click on the link in the website. It'll take you to a page where you can purchase a four-page, more detailed analysis, which is showing all the trends between Greenbelt, Black Belt, Master Black Belt for the last 16 years. So this brought back some memories, and uh, I've, I've done my own salary analysis as well. And I once thought I was climbing up. If you look at where I was, I make quite a bit more than than I was making when I first started in my career. Uh, and I thought I was climbing up, but uh, once I corrected for changes in cost of living, there were years where I was actually sliding backwards and I didn't know it. So um, if I look at my salary history, I'm making 5.7 times more than what I made when I first started my career. Uh, however, but once I adjusted for the cost of living changes over that same time frame, I learned and it was pretty eye-opening that I made only 4.3 times more. And sometimes, like I said, when I thought I was gaining money, when I was just kind of sitting still in my career, I was actually falling backwards. I was actually losing money, at least with regards to the power that that money gave me to make purchases. The effective worth of that money was less than it had been years before. So I overlaid my own career timeline with my salary trends and some patterns sort of emerge. So I've actually included these patterns in the show notes. I mean, this is personal to me, but um, you may find that uh, it sheds some insights for maybe you want to look at your salary history in the same way. So my personal story is included on this graph and it shows corrections based off of the cost of living. Uh, and it shows where the jumps were, where the dips were, and uh, what sort of correlated to changes in my career. So here we go. Based on my certifications, there is a lag of a couple of years before the search seems to pay off with the exception of Black Belt. The Black Belt, and some of this going back to my memory, is it paid off pretty quickly and mostly due to changing companies. Once I achieved Black Belt certification, found the company that wanted me to do that full time, and then that was a huge jump from my existing a salary at that at that company at the time. So, and this happens to be pretty true with most of my steepest salary climbs. They are typically by switching companies. Staying with the same company showed a bit of a stagnation in my pay rise and even dips down, partly due to stagnation, partly due to the economy. So, the steepest and longest climbs were the result of my black belt and master black belt certification. And now I should say that all of this is predicated based off of my engineering degree. Of course, the engineering degree was table stakes. I never would have gotten a career had it not been for that, that degree. Uh, but the certifications on top of that degree uh, seem to account for the, the largest and steepest climbs in my salary history.
higher level degrees, ISO auditor certification did not seem to give a pay rise. So my master's degree and my ISO lead auditor certification did not really seem to pay off so much. However, they were they had their they had different purposes. The master's degree was more so that I could um, have more credibility when talking with manufacturing or sorry mechanical engineers. Because I was a chemical engineer, when they spoke to me, they acted like I couldn't understand what they were talking about because I was chemical. So that's why I went back and got my master's in mechanical and manufacturing engineering. That way, we uh, I had that instant credibility before they started talking down on me, especially since everybody knows chemical engineers are better. Wink, wink, nod, nod, LOL. Anyway, so, uh, but the ISO auditor, that didn't give much of a, a pay rise because that was required for becoming the quality manager. And quality management, at least in this company, did not get the same kind of appreciation as quality improvement. And, and I'm actually finding that in a lot of different companies, which I find weird. Uh, I do I do find that odd that quality assurance is pretty much just uh, policing and very tactical, whereas quality improvement uh, seems to allow for more room or a continuous improvement. There seems to be more room for uh, salary increases. Maybe that's just my career, but that's how I can, that's how, that's what it looks like to me. So let me, let's ask, what if I stayed? So like a theoretical brain exercise. So my, my job hopping every two to five years compared to staying in one place. So if I just stuck with the same company and if, if I took the standard 2.5% annual raises and got promoted every four years with a maybe a 10% bump with each promotion, which is pretty much typical rules for a company, where would I be? Um, so let's think about that. So on, on top of that, the, the upside of leaving. So my actual salary increase was 4.3 after it's adjusted for cost of living. However, if I had, if I had stayed in the company, I would only increase my salary by 1.7x in the same time frame. So a very slow and steady climb, but far lower salary than I received as a result of the moves between different companies. Uh, the, so this is the upside of leaving, much higher salary, a greater variety of experiences and challenges, and I'd say a broader network of people. Now, the downside of leaving. So uh, leaving friends behind and starting all over again, there is this idea of fear of missing out. I have an, in the show notes FOMO, fear of missing out. There is this idea of the grass is greener complex. And for every, I shouldn't say every, but for some jobs that I left and left friends behind, I, I often think, hmm, I wonder what it would be like to go back there again. So I've actually applied to go back to, to old jobs because of that idea. It is tough to keep your resume brief. I have a rather long resume and I try to keep it down to one page and, and, it, and it gets a little bit more challenging the more companies you have to account for in your salary history, in your career history. Um, and then there's the idea of looking like a job hopper to employers. It doesn't seem to be as bad as it was, but um, I think there is still a stigma. And Definitely is a rule of thumb out there that you should stay between, I believe, two and five years. And, you know, I've also learned that if you stay with a company for more or it used to be an old rule of thumb that I've gotten from some uh, colleagues that if you stay someplace more than five years, 
you've stayed too long, you've basically you've stopped learning and it's time to move on. So there are those two different ideas to to contend with. So that's it in a nutshell. There's far more data uh, on the website. Again, you can buy a, a more detailed analysis of salary history between all the others. A green belt salary seems to give a significant bump. Again, if you do this within a company, who knows? Uh, it might not give you a bump at all. But if you use this as leverage between companies, and it, it may give you a bump. Also, it may not be a root cause for a bump in salary. So also consider this correlation does not equal causation. So the higher salary tends to correlate with these higher certification levels. However, what's also correlating with these higher certification levels is people of higher drive and higher intellect who are able and willing to do the work that it takes to achieve these certifications. Just going out and getting certified does not certainly guarantee higher salary. However, it may be an indicator of the kind of worker you are and the kind of drive that you have, and thus that is what rewards you by your salary. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and we will come back with more episodes like this in the future. Let me know. Let me know if this is the kind of thing you want to hear about. Uh, otherwise, I'll just go back to the same old stuff and, and make it up every week. Thanks for listening to episode 176 of the E-Success Methods podcast. Don't forget to click like or dislike for this episode in the show notes. Tap click done. If you have a question, comment, or advice, leave a note in the comments section or contact us directly. Feel free to email me, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at e6s-methods.com or on our website. We reply to all messages. If you heard something you like, then share it with a friend or leave a review. Didn't like what you heard? Join our LinkedIn group and tell us why. Don't forget you can find notes and graphics for all shows and more at www.e6s-methods.com. Journey through success. If you're not climbing up, you're falling down.